0: Here are 10 need-to-know facts on buying, storing, and serving wine from Brainscape. If you're ready, let's go! Aside from convenience, why should you try buying your wine online? Well, online stores stock a much greater diversity of wines than your local liquor store. Most liquor stores push big name commercial brands that are guaranteed sales with only a small section devoted to unique varietals, styles and producers. Online however, you can find unique small batch wines that are both delicious and affordable. Rare and expensive wines to squirrel away for special occasions and wines from all over the world and not just your backyard. What are three ways you can reduce how much you spend on wine? One, shop on Tuesdays when most stores run specials. Two, Bulk shop on Black Friday and in January when discounts are typically offered. 3. Join a loyalty or membership program. Some retailers kick off your membership with a discount voucher off your first order. Others have a point system which over time tally up and can be used to buy more wine. Some ship you monthly cases of carefully selected wines for a nice price. Others offer a standard 10-15% to discount off all wine orders. These are just a few of the delicious benefits on offer, depending on the retailer or winery so it is definitely worth investigating. How can you ask a sommelier or server for a good wine recommendation if you've got a strict budget? So these kinds of questions can be a little bit awkward to ask. You don't want to come across as cheap or frugal to a date or to your family. So the best way to ask your sommelier or server about an affordable wine option for the food you want is this question. What are your favorite wines for under $60 or $70 or even $40, depending on your precise budget? Alternatively, if you're really worried about looking like a cheapskate, you might ask more euphemistically, do you have any wines on special? Special tonight? Or what are some simple wines that are great value? Or what are some wines with insert your characteristic that are not too crazy fancy? Or you can even get up from the table to use the restroom and speak to the sommelier in private. This gets the uncomfortable subject of money out of the way, enabling them to work within your budget. And it saves you a nasty surprise when the bill comes. Aside from budget, what number one criterion should you consider when ordering or buying wine? The answer is the meal you intend on pairing that wine with. What you want to eat, more specifically, its weight, complexity, and flavor profile is paramount in the choosing of the perfect wine. So ask the sommelier or server, we'd like to order the Greek pizza or sea bass or filet mignon or corobana with cheese. Just kidding. What wine do you recommend to go with it? If you do this, you will get a wine that is sure to complement the meal you are enjoying that night. True or false? More expensive wines are always better in quality. False. While it's true that more expensive wines are likely made in smaller batches with more attention to detail or from better quality grapes, there isn't always an absolute correlation between price and quality. Some wines are expensive because they come from prestigious internationally famed regions, and while they uphold certain standards, there are likely many other much cheaper wines from lesser known regions that are just as good, and in some cases, even better. I know this personally because I come from South Africa. The wine regions there are not really well known internationally. The wine is incredibly affordable and absolutely delicious. What five important things does a wine label tell you? The who, what, where, how, and when of the wine. The producer or estate that made the wine. Which grapes were used to make it. In which region, sub or vineyard the grapes were grown. The style in which the wine was made. And the year the wine was made. Or it's vintage. Let's take a look at an example. Moet Echandon, Chandon. Blanc de Blanc Brut. So the producer is Moet Echandon, Chandon. One of the world's best known makers of champagne. The region is obviously champagne in France. You cannot call a sparkling wine champagne unless it is made in champagne. Since only Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier is grown in Champagne, this Blanc de Blanc, which means white of whites. Is made from mostly, if not 100 percent, Chardonnay. In order to be called a champagne, we know this wine was made in the traditional champagne method, and since the label doesn't detail the year in which the wine was made, we can assume it to be a non-vintage wine. Now, non-vintage means that wines from several vintages were blended together to craft the wine. This is often done so as to maintain as much consistency in flavor and aromas as possible over the years. Speaking of consistency, if you take just five minutes a day to study wine and brainscape using our pre-made Wine Appreciation or WSET flashcards, you'll know more in one month than 99% of the people around you. Plus, you'll feel infinitely more confident ordering the perfect wine off the menu the next time you eat out. You've ordered a glass of wine in a restaurant and it tastes astringent, flat, and overall unpleasant. So what should you do? You should politely ask the server to bring you a fresh glass of the same wine, but from a newly opened bottle. Or you can request a different wine entirely. But whatever you do, do not suffer through a bad glass of wine. As long as you are polite, you are not inconveniencing the restaurant by sending a bad glass or bottle back. Oftentimes what happens in restaurants that serve wine by the glass is that the bottle of house wine that was opened the night before sits overnight and oxidizes. By the time it's poured into your glass, it may have lost some of its freshness and fruit character, which is why you're within your rights to ask them to open a fresh bottle for you. Alternatively, if you just don't like the taste of the wine you chose, you can request a new one. Again, there's nothing wrong with sending back a glass of wine. A good establishment would far rather you enjoy your experience than suffer through it. How do liquor stores typically arrange their wines? So they do this a variety of ways. The first is by grape varietal, by region, by style, and or by price. So if a liquor store arranges their wines by cultivar or grape varietal, you'll find, for example, all of their Pinot Noirs grouped together, whether they're from France, America, or New Zealand. Other bottle stores group their wines by region with one section dedicated entirely to France, another to Portugal, and then another to South Africa. Then within those regions, you'll find them Further organized by style, so white, red, and rose, and cultivars, Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noir, Shiraz, etc. Many liquor stores also have sections dedicated to unique styles of wine, grouping all of their sparkling or fortified wines together, irrespective of their provenance. And finally, many liquor stores will, in addition to everything I've already mentioned, arrange their wine in a price hierarchy with the most expensive bottles on the top shelf, hence the expression, and the most affordable. Affordable Wines on the bottom shelf. List four places in your home you should never store wine. In the kitchen, especially on top of the refrigerator, indirect sunlight or bright artificial lights, near a radiator, heating vent or AC unit, and in the bathroom. Although whoever stores their wine in the bathroom is the... Uh, mystery to me. Wine doesn't store well in heat, lights, and environments that have extreme fluctuations in temperature like the aforementioned. How should you store bottles with cork enclosures on their sides with the cork submerged in wine? This keeps the cork moist and sealed, preventing any oxygen from entering the bottle and oxidizing the wine. With screw caps, however, it doesn't matter how you store them. What are the three common wine faults? cork taint, oxidation and heat damage. Cork taint is caused by a chemical compound called TCA, which smells kind of like musty wet cardboard or wet dog. Oxidized wine looks darker or browner than it should, with white wines having a kind of nutty or jammy-like aroma, and red wines having an unpleasant vinegary of caramelized aroma. And finally, wines that have been damaged by heat tend to taste and smell old, dull and stale and they lack freshness and fruitiness. So if you ever identify any of these things on a freshly opened bottle of wine, take it back. No restaurant, store owner, or winemaker would ever want you to waste your money on wine that does not taste the way it was intended to taste. That's the end of your 10 flashcard study round. You can find hundreds more questions like these in Brainscape's collection of wine appreciation flashcards or in our comprehensive flashcard collections for the WSET and Court of Master Sommelier exams. And of course, keep listening to the rest of this hands-free playlist to massively level up your wine knowledge.